it's quite windy outside actually today. I got quite blown when I was running and apparently last weekend I didn't realise Harrogate had had a storm with trees being blown over and things. I was told so it was a good weekend that I wasn't there. Um, other than that, sun shining. I've had an, a terribly exciting morning uh, and uh, I'm ready to go with this. So welcome to episode 138 of Mr. Bert Ponce. Now we have to get the uh, elephant out of the room, uh, which no one knows about except me and one other person. Um, and it's a bit difficult. This is quite quite a sensitive issue because I don't want to make fun of the person involved. <laughs> it's very difficult not to make fun of the person uh, involved. Uh, and I shouldn't really be saying anything, but I can't resist it. Um, someone who rem- <laughs> remained nameless, um, I've sort of got to know uh, fairly recently, and I passed on a couple of links to Mr. Bird. I think it was last week and the week before or something. Um, they confessed to me that they didn't realise <laughs> it was me. They'd listened to both. <laughs> they'd listened to both of them, but hadn't realised they were me, and thought I'd just passed on a sort of a recommendation for them to listen to. Now the fact is, this is twenty minutes of my voice. I do talk to them quite a lot. And um, also, I'd left them a WhatsApp message once, which was quite long, so they knew what my recorded voice sounded like, as well as my real-life person. Real-life person voice. So, um... (laughs) I'm never never ever going to let that one (laughs) lie. It goes along with the other person. (laughs) Who said... I looked at their WhatsApp profile picture and it was them standing in this sort of really interesting building lots of statues and things <clears throat> and I said to them when I saw them I said oh where was your where where are you in your whatsapp photo and they said well I think I'm in the middle of it <laughs> meaning <laughs> positionally <laughs> if Positioning in the photograph. In fairness, they were, the photograph's actually Versailles. In fairness, as I say that, this person is an extremely talented artist and probably that's the way their mind was thinking and sort of a, a visual way. But um, uh, anyway, those two things have tickled me, as you can hear. So it's good to have new listeners. So yes, there's quite a few new listeners at the moment. Uh, I don't know where the Irish contingency is at the moment, probably just destroying the country somewhere. Uh, and the um, the uh, National Treasure uh, is back in my good books, actually. Uh, I got a grovelling apology about their late response to my card. So that's all well and good. And... Um, Hippie family have been up a mountain. I don't know whether they've listened for a while, actually. I'll have to give them a nudge about that. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wilson are a bit on the quiet side. I haven't seen much of them. Uh, and uh, who else is there at the moment? Uh, well, Sally Bailey has got her uh, podcast, which I keep plugging. I'm going to plug again. A reading, a reading life, a writing life, or is it a writing life, a reading life? Uh, available on all good past podcast uh platforms and uh 
Darren never listens to this, thank goodness. So I think that's all for now. I think that's shout out. Oh, and then there's, um, what's, uh, no, they're all right. Anyway, so today, uh, back on track, I had a very exciting start to the morning because for some stupid reason, I'd booked a dental appointment for 9am. What was going through my head? Uh, I have absolutely no idea. I'd arranged to go a month or so ago and they rang up the day before and said they'd had to cancel because they were on staff training, which really annoyed me because I thought, well, you can sort your flipping staff training out around my appointment. I don't see why I have to get cancelled the day before. So I was really annoyed about that. Having said that, I'm sure it hadn't been a full six months since my last visit. Uh... So I reorganised it for some stupid reason. I organised it for nine o'clock this morning. Didn't matter that much because I was getting up anyway, but uh, I tootled off and uh, confidently marched in there and gave name and said nine o'clock. And the receptionist just looked at me and shook her head. And I was just about to get my phone out because they sent a, uh, a text confirmation of it. Just about to get my phone out and, and start banging that down on the desk. Uh, say how dare you say I haven't got an appointment when I have got a nine o'clock appointment today she just smiled and said it's for tomorrow so that went down really well I nearly swore actually I nearly said the f word realized there was uh children behind me and I think I came out with for goodness sake so that was really annoying so uh, I've got to do that tomorrow morning can't wait uh then I came home got changed went for a run no didn't did yoga day 20 i'm so pleased i'm genuinely very proud of myself i'm through day 28 now i've done pretty much uh, a yoga session with adrian for the past 28 days every day uh not every consecutive day but most i think i started mid-january so i've done very well and i'm really pleased with myself and i have to say there's a tapping outside and it's really annoying me oh it's that woman's walking stick I uh, haven't seen her before. And um, so I realised I'm actually, I have got a lot better. I can now sit uh, comfortably cross-legged, which I never used to be able to do. I'm actually finding downward dog a lot easier, basically because I do a downward dog every day. Uh, I wouldn't say easy, easy, but I'm finding a bit easier. I'm finding plank a lot easier. I'm getting stronger. And the thing with Adrienne is she's so lovely. When you watch her, do uh, her movements and she's so elegant and um, a lot of the time I don't watch the TV because it's in a bit of a it's difficult for the positioning of the room where I am on my map where the television is occasionally I look at when we're doing balancing and I see she falls over which I didn't realize because I was busy yoga teachers just constantly stand you know on their one leg for you know days on end uh, and also, because she's so elegant, I've tried to sort of copy her elegance. Now, I'm not an elegant person, uh, as people who know me will uh, testify, but I'm actually getting a lot smoother moving from one position into another. And I now very elegantly can walk from the back to the front of the mat with one foot in front of another, uh, which is a bit of a strange thing to be proud of, actually. But uh, in my head, it's an achievement. Uh, so I think I'm getting better at it. Well, I must be getting better at it because I'm doing it every flipping day. Uh, the annoying ones are the ones that are called, like there was one called Freedom and one called Play. And then you just know as soon as a yoga teacher says anything about play, it's going to be really tough. Uh, 
I don't know what their concept of play is, but it's not my concept of play. There was one called Yin, which involved very, very uh, difficult stretches for long periods of time, and I actually thought I'd damaged myself. Uh, but I came out of that all right, actually. I was all right. So that was good, because I think any other time I probably would have uh, pulled multiple muscles. So I'm very pleased with myself about that, actually. Then I went for a run, and I did a quick run. It was uh, 30 minutes, 29 seconds, which is very good. Uh, no doubt we'll get some sarcastic comment from Darren. And then, um, what did I do then? So then, now, so the past week, uh, I've started back at work, which is quite exciting. Um, especially as, uh, what did I do? For some reason, I had lunch in coat. Oh, yes, we had a, we decided to do, I heard someone on the radio saying, don't go to a restaurant, not like I ever would on Valentine's evening. It's just the worst possible time to ever go and eat out. So we decided to have lunch on Valentine's Day at Coat. I shouldn't really be uh, recommending advertising uh, chain restaurants, but I really like Coat. Um, it's reasonably priced and you know what you're getting and the service is always very good and I'm very happy with Coat. We had a nice lunch there. And then I started uh, at the dress rehearsal on Thursday, first of two dress rehearsals, I think. Uh, yes, in which I watched the show from the store. No, I watched the store from the circle, which is very nice. It's nice to be able to see the show before we start working on it. And um, <clears throat> I was very impressed with it. <clears throat> and then on Friday, I had this second dress rehearsal, which I operated. It's not difficult. And then the first preview in the evening. Uh, which went down very well. Um, we have an audience of a certain age and a certain type, uh, and they are absolutely loving it. The standing ovation on Friday evening was just instant. Uh, oh no, that was Saturday, which is, which is just lovely to see. Uh, it wasn't a sort of, uh, it was just one of those absolutely spontaneous, everybody got up. I have trouble with standing ovations because it takes a lot to make me stand up. And then if, if people stand up in front of me, I think a standing ovation should be everyone instantly stands up as they did this performance or no one stands up. Because when a few people stand up, it just then blocks the view of the people behind who don't want to stand up, i.e. me. And then I get cross. And then I end up standing up because I have to stand up because I can't. Otherwise, I can't see the actors uh, doing their calls. And then I resent the fact I'm on my feet. Uh, because I don't want to give a standing ovation. <sighs> it was quite tiring saying that, actually. So, um, yeah, so that was lovely. And then I had no matinee on Saturday, so that was nice, because uh, I don't do matinee previews, uh, preview matinees. So we went off to see a Japan exhibition at the Queen's Gallery. Now, I haven't been to the Queen's Gallery for... Well, we were going to go and see hieroglyphs at the British Museum, but the British Museum is on strike. I jest not. They've been some part of the British Museum has been on strike all this week, and uh, the exhibitions have been closed, and the whole museum has been closed. So uh, it's just the world and his wife on. It really is the world and his wife on uh, strike at the moment. Um. So we went. Now the Queen's Gallery is one of my favourite galleries in London. Reasons being. Uh, it's small, it's uh, usually quite quiet, um, it's very welcoming, 
in spite of the fact you have to go through a sort of airport type security, the staff are always absolutely lovely. The gift shop is horrendous um, and really disappointing. And it's just next to, I'm trying to think what road it's on. It's on Buckingham Palace Road. Um, it's sort of a bit hidden away. I mean, it's not it's not hidden, hidden away, but you sort of have to know where it is. And then I think it usually has two exhibitions a year, I think. Obviously, all the stuff is coming out of the Queen's collection or the Monarch's collection. So they can't do sort of uh, loads and loads and loads of exhibitions. Um, what they do uh, brilliantly is they curate fantastically. I don't think I ever, and I should, oh, another thing is if you buy a ticket, uh, you can then get it stamped and then you can go back and see the next exhibition for free within the year. So you can go, basically, you can pay one t exhibition ticket and get free entry the whole year. Uh, there's no cafe, I don't think, so that's a bit of a downside. I'm not right on that, isn't it? There's no cafe. Then I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. And then, well, it is, let's face it, but you know what I mean. And then I think they are beautifully curated exhibitions. I always go in and learn something. Um, and I think it's because they're a little bit more limited in what they can show. There's more thought. Rather than it being like a big blockbuster where you just throw a load of impressionist paintings on the wall and you just know whatever angle you're taking, uh, uh, metaphorical for the, you know, the reason the expression's happening, whether it's, you know, paintings of later years or comparing one art, famous artist's pictures with somebody else's. Because um, it's less of a showstopper in what they can show, and I'm saying that there are some incredibly beautiful stuff, um, they put more thought into uh, what the exhibition is showing and why it's showing it. And they're beautifully labelled, always, the uh, articles. I noticed this time around, I don't know whether they always do it, they put little sim very simple hand-drawn silhouettes of the object by, or outlines of the object by each description so that you knew uh, if there was multiple objects in the case, you knew exactly which one you were looking at, which I thought was a thoughtful thing to do. It's also accessible, easily accessible for people in wheelchairs. Um, that's partly because it's small, but I think it's very important. Oh, hello. And um, that's three o'clock. And um, yeah, and so, and they always have a really good uh, audio guide with, with uh, people talking in depth about what you're seeing and this one they had little videos so there was a an, some stuff that was lacquered and there was a little short film showing uh, the most famous Japanese craftsman uh, who works in lacquer I mean an absolutely astonishing man um, actually you know part of the process of lacquering creating lacquer which I didn't know comes from uh, is it the sap of a tree it comes from some part of a tree I didn't realize um, and I, I can't, I think they're fantastic. I think everything I've seen at the Queen's Gallery, I've really come out. And, and it was the same with the, this Japan exhibition. I came out feeling really enriched. Uh, this one uh, is examples of Japanese, all sorts of stuff, actually. There was ceramics and screens and lacquer work, a little bit of furniture. There were some paintings, uh, quite a lot of swords, samurai, uh, warrior armor. Uh, it was a real variety of stuff, and it was stuff that's been given by Japan to Britain uh, over the centuries. 
um, because we're up, I think up until World War Two, we've had a very strong, warm relationship with with um, with Japan. Uh, so you get the history of Japan, how it was run by the shoguns for for many, I think, centuries, and it was a very closed uh, society. And then it opened up, and that's when the trade. I think under the shoguns, they would only trade with the Dutch, who were Protestants, because they were they thought they wouldn't get converted by Protestants. Um, and then opened up to more and more trade up until recent years with, uh, I think the last thing was a gift they'd given to the Queen. I think, I can't remember what the occasion was. But, um, so there's also pictures of the Japanese royal family with uh, our royal family over here in the past, letters that... Uh, People, uh, members of the royal family have written when they've back when they've been visiting Japan. Uh, so you've got this sort of little slice of uh, uh, monarchy life against these uh, with the relationship with Japan, the two countries. And and what was really beautiful about it was a lot of the things that had been crafted um, deliberately and symbolically to to symbolise the friendships, the strong symbols of friendship. Uh, and loyalty um it was it was lovely it was a very positive uh, exhibition and the, but the actual articles were absolutely beautiful and there wasn't what i mean i usually will skip a few things uh and just go and look at certain items more closely and i went around the whole exhibition i looked at everything in detail the, the objects were just beautiful i don't think it's on for much longer if you've got a chance to go and see it then just go and see it um because just on, on the sheer pleasure of looking beautiful at uh, beautiful things it's it's a wonderful exhibition um and as i say i think it's beautifully curated it's beautifully laid out uh it's well lit uh and the information you get about everything uh historical and uh creative is fascinating so you learn about you know the craftsmen of japan how things are made i'm going on and on about it but it was it was a beautiful exhibition so uh, yes, that's that. And then um, I think that was the highlight of the week. Actually, my mood really lifted. I thought when I came out, I felt really happy. Um, and then uh, I think that was it for the week, really. What did I do yesterday? Oh, no, that was yes. No, no, yesterday I didn't do anything. So that was exciting. Um, we had a pizza. We did go, we threw caution to the wind and tried a little independent newish pizza place does anyone care about this anyway i'm going to tell you and we had a very nice pizza uh so it was good and then um yeah so we're back to normal today so i've got work this evening uh so i'm doing three or four or five shows a week depending on the week so nice to go back to a 7 30 every night and uh, Sunday's off and Wednesday matinees, which is all lovely. And then uh, we watched, I can't remember what it's called, the second Black Panther film, Wakanda Forever, last night, uh, which is very moving, actually, because it's obviously not starring Chadwick Boseman, who died, who was ill, I think, when he made the first Black Panther. I knew it was dying, I think, when he made that. Um, I think it's a rather beautiful film, um, because it's sort of it's it's not really a superhero film, um, 
and it's oh, it must have been so difficult for everybody to make it because they would have all been grieving him and then you've got this film fictional film uh, about uh, this person that's died and the person playing that character in real life has died too and at a ridiculously young age and um, it's quite strange but I enjoyed that and just today we finished uh, Santa Clarita Diet which anyone who likes very black comedy uh, thoroughly recommend it it's very very funny but uh, if you don't like gore quite difficult to stomach even though a bit I found a bit difficult to stomach but it's very very funny very clever we're grinding to halt actually so that means we've got to find a new comedy and then oh and one thing I do want to plug because I enjoyed it so much this morning I do like Ellis James's and John Robbins I think is it how to cope how do you cope podcast on BBC Sounds which I've recommended before uh, they were talking to Sally Phillips today the actor comedian um, mostly about uh, her son and being a mother to her 15 year old now uh, son Ollie who's got Down syndrome and it's a beautiful conversation uh, really lovely conversation which was very moving and even while I was running I was very moved by it and uh, I learned a lot from it and it was I was really glad I listened to it so um, I need to talk about Zoe at some point because Zoe is awful, exciting. Um, I think that's all. Uh, I should be back to reading soon. I've had a bit of a break from reading. Um, I'm just trying to decide what book I'm going to read next. But I'll get back onto book recommendations soon. Uh, I think that's all. There's probably lots of other things I've found. The road's been very quiet. There's been a bit of movement on the extension. They've taken the nasty cladding off. Uh, down the side of the lower bit of the extension and now it's just nasty grey concretey looking thing and they seem to have taken some stuff down at the front we can now see <clears throat> it has an unnecessary front door extension but basically it's still a whole thing that was horrible um yeah that's it the road's been very quiet today actually uh, which is good because i think it got a bit overwhelming last week and the week before so on that note of peace and joy i will say goodbye and thank you for listening